Hello and welcome to the Monday Night War Stories presents the pay-per-view war stories as your no-so crew goes on a deep dive in the pay-per-views for WCW and WWF. This week we get to talk about WCW Fall Brawl 2000. Buffalo Nerd. Hmm. You guys excited to talk about it? Or no. Buffalo. In Buffalo, folks. Nothing well, bad happens in Buffalo. Just the Bills. Will do. They gave us wings, so that's cool. I mean, that's cool. That's great. Uh, what's also great is I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with the human wrestling database, Corey Mack. Hot and horny to get into the action here tonight for WCW. Hey, yo. <laughs> the ch- 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 chosen one, Mike Booble. We are live. Right here. Buffalo, New York. I the only one hot and horny for WCW action? Yes. Are you like Van Halen right now? You're hot and horny Jones over here. There you go. Love gun. What? Love gun. <laughs> Get it, Ronnie? I was made for loving you, baby. Hey, is that a, is that a kiss with face paint on or without? That's with, buddy. Then I'm out. Then you're out. <laughs> kiss save Santa. Touche. Fall Brawl, September 17th of the year 2000, Buffalo, New York. For, for right off the bat, first of all, I love the opening with the action figure... Uh, reenactments of the stuff in the feud. What in the fuck is that? I don't know. So the he tag he didn't watch the opening. So he has no idea. The, the ta- oh, I did. <laughs> the tagline for this uh, pay per view is called uh, "Unedited, Unpredictable, and Unbelievable." Did somebody in WWE just start watching 1993 Raw? Uncooked, uncut, uncensored, and offbeat as fuck. Yeah, this so. pay-per-view takes place at the HSBC Arena. You're damn right it does. Now known as the Key Bank Center. So just another bank. How original, guys. It is the home of the uh, the Sa- Sa- Sabres? Sabres. I know. Sabres. I want it. Is that the, potato, the, the corn chip? <laughs> Brought to you by Sabres. It's more of the... It's an offerings reference to there. I know. Thank Brought you. to you by Sabre, the American Gladiators. Paper. I'm tired of the office getting all the fucking love with memes and sayings and shit. Corey, what? Did you watch this live? Uh, yes, I did. I, well, no, I did. This I was actually off this week. Um, a lot of these coming up in late 2000, I saw kind of live, being as I, I ordered it and recorded it while I worked and watched it later that night. So you were just on a delay, but no, but this one it was live, live. Okay. Because I was actually off that Sunday. My friend came over. He hadn't watched WCW and. Six months, and to be honest, I was pretty cold. Maybe since July, maybe I'd watched here and there. Uh, and suffice to say, we were both shocked when we turned it on the pre-show, and Jeremy Borash. We're like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And then he's talking about the matches, and we're like, "What the fuck are all? Who are these people?" We had. Uh, we'll talk about it in the opening match. I was like, "Who the fuck are these people?" First, and uh, uh, I did some investigating. No dark match. No well, pre-show. Probably, that's yeah. not true. There's three hours of dark matches. God. You can find those on YouTube. Um, so no, Corey, I paid 30 bucks for them. There it is. <laughs> Corey. What? How did we get to Fall Brawl 2000? Typical Russo bullshit is how we got to Fall Brawl. There it is. We had an unnecessary title change on TV just so Booker can win his title back, presumably, on a pay-per-view. It's an old Austin trick. So why not? Let's go. He's trying to make Booker the man. So... Let's do it. Uh, the match on here that had all the anticipation, had all the energy, had all of the 
well, had all the people paying money to see it, was Goldberg and Scott Steiner, mm-hmm. which should have been carried out to Starcade and made a huge fucking deal. And then you could have at least popped one buy rate for the fucking year. But now we get on Fall Brawl uh, in, in an undercard match. But at least there's something people want to see. Also, sad news the final Fall Brawl. It is. It is. One, of the, like one of the better events WCW had, yeah. Um, no war games because they masturbated, we ma- manipulated, and capitulated that on Nitro a we, couple weeks ago. Yeah, we did that on the Monday Night War Stories a couple weeks ago, which you can go back and listen. That's all better because if I'd have paid money for that war games on pay per view, that would have been a bitter pill to swallow. Yes. However, but it was better than the actual last war games match we got on a Fall Brawl. Oh, that's true. I, so, yeah, okay. you know. Touche. Look at you, Piper. He's As, still picking his team, by the way. He's and, just now finished up. And by the way, the poster for Fall Brawl, it has Scott Steiner and Goldberg on it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the, the main l- event without being the main hey, event. Look, I will say this. This is a new logo this year. I dig the Fall Brawl logo. Is that skeleton thing? I hate the logo. I like it. I thought it was so generic. I was like, what the fuck is this thing? And corny. I the was font like, for Fall Brawl. Oh, the font they this? used is a little weird. I hated the logo. Do you like this one or last year's? I hate it. Last I have to remember last year's. I don't remember I last right year's. This the WCW uh, logo, I mean, and then this says this year's is better. But that's because I mean, that one was absolute I, dog shit. By so. the way, Maybe that's why I liked it so much. I remember last year's. I'm like, that is the laziest fucking fucking. I've ever seen. God damn. I mean, still maybe the best logo I've ever seen in the history of wrestling is the Spring Stampede '99. That's that beautiful. might be the best fucking logo in the history that's of wrestling. Just a beautiful logo, man. Notice when they redid WCW the the new logo. That was the only logo that was worth a shit. I mean, Slamboree was god awful. Great American Bash. What the fuck was that thing? It's, like, it's terrible. Mayhem. You have a cool <laughs> new logo for your company. You can work that into a bunch of places. Like, I don't understand. Nah. Let's nah. nah. just leave it. Nah. Nah. Let's not put effort in. Nah, not at all. Speaking of putting in no effort. Let's get into this pay-per-view. <laughs> Let's get back to Joe. <laughs> First off, commentary team. Somebody vomit outside? Yeah, I think so. Uh, <laughs> Talk about fall brawl. <laughs> <laughs> they heard what we were talking about. Like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, commentary <laughs> team is one: Tony Schiavone, Mark Madden, Scott Hudson. Hey, he's back. The eighteen's back. <laughs> no, Jeremy Borash on pay per view. Thank, thank God. Uh, if you hate yourself, more on that later in the week. Yikes. We'll get into that. Uh, the stage for the show is the normal one now. It's just the nitro nitro stage. stage. Um, no effort at all being put into it. Because we're going to take a note. It's like, hmm, I like how you, you don't, you're not creative at all. <laughs> yeah. Not one day. Save that for later, brother. So, but as Corey brought up, the promo of the show, it's the highlights of Goldberg and Steiner and Nash and, Nash Booker. and Booker. However, they decided to promote their action figure a- action figures uh, side by side. I'm not sure they had action figures at that time. Yeah, it, uh, I mean, They might have. But, um... I, uh, WCW, um... Distribution and marketing was not strong ever. Even when they were white hot, it was piss poor. So they could have had action figures at the time, or these just could have been specially made bullshits. Um, I was thinking, Corey, maybe you know the answer to it. So Russo Uh famously used to be in the WWF. Yeah. So he, you know, was used to being in production meetings and, and all of that. You would think that their video packages would be better. Like they're, so, they're not good. Like, WWFs, that's, even today, that's all they do well is oh their, yeah, their packages. They, they knock them out of the park. But why are WWE so bad? They're terrible. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. 
Because like, oh, it's just creative editing with the footage you already have. It shouldn't be hard. And I'll they're tell you what, garbage. A majority of the people in production at in WCW at this time ended up in TNA. Mm-hmm. And through the 2000s, TNA had pretty damn good openings in production videos. That was a strong suit of theirs. It never reached their level, but that's... Yeah, that's, no one is. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's just what they do. They're on a different level, but yeah. they were really good. So I don't know what's going on here. I don't know if it's just like we're trying to be too current in 2000-ish. You know, we're being really... I mean, you remember the TV shit, MTV shit at the time. I mean, the stuff was tacky and everything was extreme. And like I'm longing for the old voice dude they used to have. The old voiceover guy. Ah, yeah, this, this was different and it was not good. It sure didn't make you feel like you were watching a major league wrestling promotion. Nope. Let's go straight to our first match of the night, as it is Kiwi with well, Paisley. Is it is it changed here, or is that later in the week? Now here he's the Kiwi. Yeah, so now he's, he's the, the Kiwi, which is... There's something about making his name worse. I know, right? It's getting worse. Yeah. If you smell what the Kiwi is cooking. The Kiwi with Paisley versus... Elix Skipper. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say it prime time. There you go. So You're supposed to catch me on that, guys. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you in on what... I was trying to process the match you just uh, said. What okay. 20-year-old Corey, who hadn't watched WCW in a minute, but was like, you know what? Steiner and Goldberg has my interest. That's what I paid for. Yeah. Uh, both me and my friend are like, who the fuck are these two? And remember, I was watching as late as Bash at the Beach yep. pretty regularly. <laughs> and I'm like, that who was the fuck July are these 9th, yeah. I believe. And we're September 17th. So three like, months. This is the cruiserweight test? Two months. Two right? months. Yeah, that's, I was going to say two months. He knows time. I'm like, wee wee, that's weird. Who the fuck is he like Skipper? And what is a Team Canada? And why is Major Guns with him? So, yeah. So, so real question. So you see Team Canada. You're like, where's Bret Hart, right? Yep. Well, I know he's hurt. Who's leading Team Canada? Huh. I, I don't question. I don't know. Okay, cool. Let's, okay. Uh, I want to say that uh, Ray and Eddie, this is not. No. <laughs> no. I did enjoy Mark Madden, again, padding up Elix Skipper's C, uh, CFL like career. And like Tony, Mike, I'm not even sure he played a minute. <laughs> Does he have like twenty three championships according yeah. to him? Like, yeah, twenty three championship rings. Yep. Um, he had more, but he gave a couple back out of uh, pity. <laughs> was uh, uh, still in the prime of his career, but was already inducted into their Hall of Fame twice. It's impressive. Uh, again, a third time, but he let, he he gave it back out of out of pity. It's impressive. And uh, turned down the NFL because he was having too much fun. Uh, Making making too much money. Yeah, there it is. Probably getting too many rats. Those Canadian football rats. So we have to hmm. re- have to. I that's that's gonna be low on the rat <laughs> the rat scale because there's like hockey, right? I mean, just I that's mean, that's they're uh, gonna get all the rats. Yeah, sniper, all the rats. You know what I mean? Snipes, yeah, yeah. yeah. snipes up there. Snipes. And snipes. then like wrestling, yeah, pretty decent rats still. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. get to CFL rat dog. That's Dude. that's not good. You, get, you know those prime those are rats, meth addicted dropouts. Of my you know school. those prime rats for hockey? <laughs> yeah. These are their moms. <laughs> it might be their grandmas, <laughs> to be honest. I, be. We marked out no so not too long ago for this the match. Rats? <laughs> yeah, no. we, yeah, for the rats. And I honestly forgot this was a match. Used to be a gimmick on the show. <laughs> rate, rate the rat to kill yeah, Triple rate H. The rats, yeah. <laughs> Look at you, Jeff Mack. Come on down and rate those rats. Is that before we were woke? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, I don't way, so. way, way. And then those are dark days. <laughs> dark 
Let's go back to right in the rats, Joe. Oh, I miss those dark days. Dark side of the no cell. Dark side of no cell. Oh, wait, wait, till that, wait till that documentary comes out. Uh, the real reason the savior is no longer on the show. Ooh. <laughs> those ratings, folks. Those are ratings. And so, like, we would have to do, like, the, our Benoit one would be Jeff and the pie, right? Yeah. Like, compare. I just, you know, we told him not to eat the pie. Yeah, told him not to. We told him not to go to Sherry's. Not know how to go, yeah. He ate all the <laughs> Just like crime scene photos <laughs> around a pie. A knife. <laughs> crime scene, yep. And there's pie strewn all over the, tin, the, yeah. the fucking place. <laughs> so yeah. Somebody's doing pie DNA comparison. And then it just goes to a scene from American Pie where Eugene Levy's like, we'll just tell your mom that uh, <laughs> you, we ate yeah, all the pie. Yeah, pie. <laughs> uh, and Jeff hasn't been seen since. Jeff is not available for comment. <laughs> there be like multiple pies like being interviewed, but they, you know they're pies, so they don't talk. So be that. Well, they're, picks, they're blurred out. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Mr. P. But we the thing would be, we couldn't show you the graphic conditions of these pies. The thing would be is that we would be doing the interviews too, but our lazy dumbasses would be like, we'd be blurred out, but our names would be like right <laughs> yeah. there, like, well, fuck, <laughs> or vice versa. You know, it's like, well, fuck. Well, you. For some reason, your face isn't blurred out, but your crotch is. Yeah. <laughs> Dark side of no cell. Coming soon to a podcast near you. Well, so this is how I tell you how good this match was. <laughs> I got highlights. I got stuff. Hang on. By the way, now, this is, now you say highlights. <clears throat> by the way, this match is for the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, the, sir? The 100 kilo. 100 and, kilogram and under. And under. Cru- what the hell's a Cruiserweight title? Exactly. Uh, Quee- the Queewee tries Something to do a leapfrog skipper, but he gets clipped by him. I don't think it was supposed to go like that. Um, well, Skipper throws Queewee in the corner, chest first, like Brett, and then hits a forearm to the back of the head, like what Goldberg would probably do. Um, Skipper hits a springboard backflip off the ropes and lands on his feet, and then just hits a kidney punch, and then Northern Light suplex for a two. Skipper hits a twisting leg drop from the top turnbuckle. Um, Skipper then puts Queewee in Jer- Jeff Jarrett's patent sleeper hold. Uh, Queewee hits him in the crossbody and uh, Skipper catches him and then they're both supposed to go over the top rope but Skipper can't get over the rope so he just tosses Queewee to the outside and then he rolls up from under the uh, rope. Uh, Skipper working smarter not harder is all that is. That's right. Skipper hits the springboard top rope moonsault to the outside and hits Queewee and the ref. Uh, the cameraman. Oh, the cameraman. Uh, That's and, what I meant. And right here, I wrote down the line. Did you write down the line? Mark Madden delivered the line. Because Tony's like, I wonder if the cameraman's okay. And Madden says, if the cameraman was Jackie Crockett, he may have just passed out. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, then, Jesus. Then, Crockett. then all for some reason, the natural-born thrillers come out on the stage. Those natural-born vanillas? Uh, Queewee throws Skipper into the uh, onto the barricade. It's supposed to be to the top, but uh, he was just so far away, so he just threw him into the barricade. Uh, Queewee gets to the back of the ring and Mike Sanders runs down, hits him with a stick ball stick, uh, hit him in the uh, leg. Skipper goes after the injured leg and then hits a, the overdrive for the win. 11 minutes and three seconds and still your 100 kilo gram uh, champion. Prime time. You like Skipper. This, uh, again, uh, Ray and Eddie, this is not. Um, and I don't even know. Who would call this match? Because they are both so incredibly green. The ref? Like, I don't know who's doing this. Uh, I gave it two and a half. Good action, but both are still very green. 
probably the best option to start the evening, but that ought to tell you about how the evening is going to go. Um, um, looking through the match card, yep, that that would be correct. Um, two, a, you said well, two and a half. Yeah, that cruiserweight division is falling off. It's about that for me. I, I, I probably was a little generous, but I gave them credit because these two guys are very green. But they went out there and busted their asses and wanted to have a good match. Skipper has something. He's just yes. not there yet. Sk- yeah. I think. I think Kiwi has is shit. He's Skip- trash. And I, I agree. With the, I agree with both that Skipper has something. Kiwi, for some reason, the storyline is the former fashion design, the fashionista in the back, and now don't make him angry because you wouldn't like him when he's angry. Type crap. Because uh, Skipper has a really good look. He can actually talk a little bit. He has some personality. When your entire gimmick is based off a Chris Kattan character. Not good. Yeah. Things aren't looking good for you, brother. Domingo. Look at you, Chris Kattan. Mm. When you're Chris Kattan, it's not looking good for you. That does not, true, it really true. doesn't. To be honest. To be fair. To be fair. We're off to a Sterling start here. Uh, the, uh, Mark yeah, Sterling? Buffalo. Lawyer? Yeah. Smart Mark. Smart Mark. Uh, no, I, this might, I, I, I'm kind of Corey the two and a half and generous two and a half as well because of the idea of... I was not generous. Yeah. What do you give it? One and three quarters. There it is. That's fine. Um, but it's just that thing of... Uh, you, you. I may have been generous. So you guys may accuse me of being extra hard later on in the night. Giggity. <laughs> Hello. I'm talking in terms of ratings, but I guess. So uh, am I. <laughs> Hello. Uh, we see commentaries, and then they run down the card. So let's go to our next match. Oh, now they run down the card. <laughs> so was that the dark match? Um, this might be the dark match. As for some reason, it's three count versus MIA, Cajun, Loco, and AWOL on a six-man tag. Uh, just added, they made sure to point that out. You know what we really needed in three-count courageous, uh, Evan Courageous <laughs> match? The only thing that stood out for me at some point during the match is that all the fans are chanting USA. So clearly for MIA. The problem is three-count, they're all from North Carolina. So I'm not sure who they were chanting for, <laughs> but okay. America. Everybody in MIA was also from America. It's very confusing. Yeah, I was it like, um, oh, I know. It's just the Buffalo fans are stupid. Well, I mean, they, are, they, start, they choose to live in Buffalo, so that's they correct. They wanted to start that chant during the last match with Elix Skipper being Canadian and all, and just now got going they, in the second match. Are they on the 10-second delay? More like 10-minute delay, okay. but I it's mean, all right. They are probably incredibly intoxicated because it is very early in the day. Yep. Yes. Uh, and Buffalo sucks. By Evan, 4 p.m. <laughs> 7 p.m. at night, very early in the day for Buffalo. I mean, Evan Craig got jobs f- to go to, so it's right. fine. Uh, Evan Courageous's foot is still heavily taped. I don't think he should be wrestling. Uh, I think that even when he's healthy. Th- that's what, that was my, gonna be my no, punchline uh, there. Does he ever wrestle, or does he just fuck up? <laughs> yes. Yep. AWOL sets up a table on the outside. You don't say. Uh, Moore looks like... Uh, wait. Uh, oh, uh, Shannon Moore looks lost in the match because he just stands around at moments and waiting for the instructions. I think he was... There were supposed to be, like, spots. Yep. But AWOL... Mm. AWOL'd it. Was on a bin today. Like, he wasn't sharp. AWOL, these are not the type of matches AWOL should be in. No. No. He should be in the Dive Hardcore Division. That's where he should be. Or standing on top of a building. A mile away. (laughs) Old guys with tans could yell and point at him. Uh, AWOL hits a gorilla press, but then turns it into a spine buster on Helms. That's kind of nice. Helms and Moore hit a double-team spinning neck breaker on Cajun. Uh, Cajun was on the shoulder of Moore. Uh, Moore and Helms hit a crossbody suplex on Cajun. Helm does the crossbody where Moore is doing the suplex. Uh, Courageous with the power slam and hits an elbow drop from the top rope. Helms with the sunset flip from the top rope for a two. 
Moore with a twisting splash from the top rope on Cajun. Cajun with a springboard X-Factor on Moore. Moore does a springboard flip over the table that's on the outside. Yeah, I think he was supposed to hit the table and missed. So he just kind of landed on his feet. Yep. Uh, Craig just hits a springboard crossbody to Moore and Loco over the table. So the table's still not harmed. Helm tries to jump over the top rope, but AWOL grabs him. Courageous and more distract AWOL as uh, Helms hits a super kick on AWOL to make him go through the table. Moore tries a Hurricane Rana attempt on Loco, but uh, he hits a sit-down powerbomb. Loco and Cajun do try a double suplex on Courageous, but Moore and Helm kick him in the knees, and then Courageous does a double DDT, and then Cajun hits the whiplash for the win. Ten minutes and 25 seconds. So we're 23 minutes in. With these two matches. Um, yeah. They don't... Uh, no real need for this. You didn't really need to add the match. Um, this this added nothing to the card. And no one cared. No one may have cared, but I'm going to shock you guys here. I liked this. Like, there's a, that's a lot of action you read off. I mean, it's, <laughs> this was going hot and heavy for a while. I actually went three. Damn. Yeah. Random added match, but okay, guys can't get over if they're never used. Helms is so good. Even at this stage, he deserves much better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I liked this. Unfortunately, that's about where I hit the wall. No that's, pun intended. A wall. No pun intended. Because I certainly didn't like the next match, Joe. <laughs> uh, hang on. Before we move on, earlier today, a fan asked Kevin Nash to get an autograph, and Nash asked how much he has. And the kid says he has about a dollar fifty. Nash says, "Come on, go get yourself a soda. Go have a coke, kid." <laughs> have a Nash. Exposing the business for what it is. <laughs> Smartest worker. <laughs> uh, Let's go to our next match. Be more like Kevin Nash. Yeah, we, I wish we had more Kevin Nashes in the business right now. Actually, yep. More Kevin Nashes, zero Rybacks is what we're is what we're aiming That's for. That's really what we need. That's is what a we're zero aiming for. Ryback ratio. Yep. So our next match is the Harris brothers. Versus Chronic. However, uh, Adams comes out and says, uh, let's make this a first blood chain match. So that's what we're getting here tonight. C- cool. I had on a hat with these two. Yay. Um, so two teams cosplaying APA. Um, one team comprised of two JBLs. And uh, the other one is Chronic. So and the other one doesn't have a Ron Simmons amongst them. That's uh, not great, Bob. Got it. Uh, Clark throws one of the brothers into David Pinzer on the outside. What did Pinzer do to you? Uh, <laughs> I just read my note for this match. Oh. It's an all-out brawl to start the match. Adams and one of the brothers fight near the announce table. Clark and the other brother fight in the crowd. Then the, uh, the other two follow suit. Clark uses a chair. Uh, one of the brothers chokes Adams with the chain. We get a ref bump as Silverman gets punched. Then one of the brothers grabs the baseball bat with chain wrapped around it. Uh, we find out that one of the brothers that is busted open, but the ref's still down. So right here, right here. So this crowd was going uh, silent for this match. Madden tried to save it by saying this crowd is, um, how did he put In it? Wasn't the it? crowd is silent because of all the blood. They're nervous. I was like, that's, that's what it is. I mean, you got to try. You got to try. Do you? It's Mark Madden. Of any guy who doesn't have to try, it would be Mark Madden. He's like, no, they don't care about this match. This sucks. 
Uh, he takes the, uh, one of the brothers takes the chain off and attacks Adams with it. Then the other brother wraps the chain around his head and hand and starts punching Adams in the head. Uh, ref gets up and notices that Adams busted open. Your winners uh, in six minutes and thirty seven seconds, the Harris brothers. Brother, I just <clears throat> it's one of my pet peeves in wrestling. Watching racists wrestle. Well, no, it's just all of WWF. <laughs> um, when there's no DQ match, you don't you don't need a, a ref bump. I just you don't. I hate it so much. It immediately takes me out of the match. Uh, shitty wrestling takes me out of a match, so I hated this. Uh, I give it a half star. <laughs> this was not good. Neither team can work, and this was just some plotting bullshit. And that's all I have to say. Remember when Chronic was over? Yeah. Wasn't it cool? Well, they pushed him as badasses. Yep. Not idiots who get who get uh, bumbled at every turn by every team on the roster. I was going to say, I do recall us when they debuted and stuff, and now like, a couple weeks, we're like, these guys should be in WWE right, WWF right now, you know. They got over huge there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the match, though, Chronic attacks the Harris brothers, and, and then they hit high time on the ref. Because it's the ref's fault. Like, checks out. We go backstage with Pamela Paul Shuck with MIA. Rection has been waiting for this moment for a long time, personal and professionally. <coughs> he says that he will bring back the U.S. title and major guns. He dedicates this match to his friend, his mentor, Jim Duggan. Uh, Epic foreshadowing. Jim Then Duggan shows up saying that he's the special enforcer for this match. So our next match for the U.S. He's Arn Anderson? No. He's, All right. No. The Jim US, Duggan is Arn Anderson. Heard here first. There it is. Uh, U.S. I and four hoes. There it is. The U.S. title and or the Canadian Heavyweight Championship. Lance Storm with Major Guns versus General E. Rection. Or just General Rection. Can do E. Can can do the E, or do I get the yeah. E out? You get the E out. Okay, I'll just just. Well, at least they did anyway. The E out, get the F in. I don't know. <laughs> can Storm be serious for a moment though? F erection. Uh, <laughs> F erection. He uh, Storm says he st- he stands here with mixed emotions. <laughs> he is so close to Canada, but yet so far away, <laughs> and he doesn't understand why fans here just don't pack up and move to Canada. I, he, he's I've not often, wrong. I've often wondered the same thing. Madden, Facts. Madden says that they're all here because of the welfare checks. <laughs> See? He knows what's up. Uh, Straight shooting Mark Ben. Yeah. Uh, Storm says after he beats Rection, the fans will go up to Canada uh, and experience the good life. I got news for you. Canada doesn't want people from Buffalo. Uh, it's a hard pass. Hell no. Uh, Rection tries to the walls we speak. <laughs> uh, Rection tries to do multiple corner splashes, but Storm moves after the She just hired run. a wall to stand there. Storm. Uh, a wall. There it is. You have a wall right here. Uh, Storm hits a scoop slam. Then uh, Rection hits a superplex. Storm with a super, uh, with a sidekick. Storm does a springboard crossbody to the outside. Storm then throw, uh, throws Rection into the barricade. Rection with a gut wrench power bomb. Then uh, he hits a release German suplex. Major guns and dugging it on the apron while Rection's doing no laughing matter. Gun is distracting the ref for some reason, so then Duggan hits Rection with the 2 by 4 Bum, bum, bum. Storm puts Rection in the Maple Leaf for the win. Six minutes and 46 seconds after the match, Duggan rip, rips his ref shirt off, and he has a Canadian shirt on. Well, I'll be goddamned. 
First of all, this match only went 12 seconds longer than the last match. There, there it is. Also, uh, MIA, com- MIA comes out, but Duggan <laughs> takes him out by himself with the 2x4. Of course he does. Tough guy. Whenever I see Landstorm, I just get sad that Jericho and Benoit aren't here in this company anymore. Right. Because Landstorm needs somebody to wrestle. How c- and he's not getting that on a weekly basis. Why couldn't he go on a WWE? Why weren't they interested? I mean, fuck, man. This dude... Can we get a, a Landstorm versus Shane Helms feud, please, for like the next six months? That'd be great. I think you get it later on in Velocity. I'm not sure, though. <laughs> well, there's that. Tune in to No Cell Presents Velocity. Oh, yeah. uh, two and three quarters. I thought I thought that these two actually have good chemistry. Well, I mean, DeMott is a jackass, but he can work. And this was okay, but it didn't go very long. And the surprise turned by Duggan at the time was unexpected. If there was anybody who had built up good guy yeah. cachet... It was Hacksaw. Kind of like, was it? Uh, so I guess, how would you compare it to Slaughter turning? Um, not... Well, the Slaughter. I mean, Slaughter means more, but... Yeah. And plus, the, the, there was no war going on between Canada and America, so... But this was... Not with South Park, I you believe. Well, they bombed the ball once. I think, honestly, I think this is a good move. Freshens him up. It freshens does him something. up. It freshens Team Canada up. It makes him seem like a bigger deal. They needed a third guy since PCO apparently didn't think he had to work in America ever. <laughs> and, lo- and, and lose, by the way. Well, there's, well, there's um, that. So, yeah, I mean, I thought one of the more effective, I mean, it's not business changing. Or anything, <laughs> but one of the more effective good guy, long timer turns heel. Like, because if you're going to turn Hacksaw Jim Duggan Hill, what's the one thing you had to do? Get him to denounce America. Yep, had to shit on America. Yeah. So by joining Team Canada, it works. So again, though, so you added Jim Duggan, but not Bret Hart to yeah, Team okay. Canada. Interesting. Right. At well, this point in the show, me and my friend are just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was going to say, Jesus fuck. I, 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 I will say this for <laughs> my experience this match. I was bored because of the fact, because oh! of the... Oh, he sorry. wanted more hair. Is that bored? I wanted more time. He wanted more hair. Uh, because they just gave it to us on uh, Monday and Thursday. Yeah, well, they do need to do a better job of... Uh, there's, it's not like there's any other members of MIA that Landstorm could have wrestled on the way to the paper. Uh, nah. AWOL or uh, <laughs> uh, Cajun and Loco yeah. at the same See, also, time. How about we get some Landstorm Loco matches? How about that? Would be great. Yeah. That'd hey. be fine, too. You know how you get better? Wrestle good wrestlers. So why isn't Loco in the ring with Landstorm? Hmm. Interesting play. Interesting. Uh, we go backstage with Mean Gene and Natural Born Thrillers <laughs> as Sanders <laughs> this, does. This his, is the best part of the paper. The debut of the new Gene character. <laughs> As Sander does his uh, Conan impression. You want to go ahead and feel? That's a no. And Gene says, that's a nice impression, prick. <laughs> and if any other piss ends have, ends have anything else to say. Blow it out your ass. Blow it out I'll your like, ass. Oh, fuck, Gene. <laughs> and Sean and her goes to He's like, I got people to take your kneecaps out, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking the crowd lost it for me, Gene. And they go back and like, Mac Brand's like, where did Gene Oakland turn into Larry Flint? <laughs> That was fucking amazing. <laughs> Pull it out your ass. <laughs> you little prick. I was like, yes. We too happy to get a Mean Gene Oakland podcast. And, and by the way. On adfreeshows.com. How awesome would that have been? By the way, after that. Called Blow It Out Your Ass. <laughs> yeah. After that, <laughs> me and my friend were like, what are we watching? So we got Doug and Turning on America and the nicest announcement, like, blow it out your ass, you prick. <laughs> and then we were like, 
what's that version of Mean Gene? And then my friend's like, who the fuck was he talking to? It's like a whole collection of nobodies. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? This is like... Awesome. It's like the little database book this shit. <laughs> right. He just created a bunch of fucking random ass white people just, and had Mean Gene yell at him. And just like have Mean Gene cuss at him. Who would have. <laughs> Screw you, Mr. Gravy. Screw you, Mr. Gravy. <laughs> All right. Let's go, to our, <laughs> let's go to our fifth match of the night. We're halfway there. Whoa! If only. It's a 14-man tag. Oh, fuck me. Elimination match. Excuse me? <laughs> it's a... Well, but honestly, Joe, it's, it's 13 and a half. 13 and a half. 13. Was in there. Well, yeah. then, 12 and a half. Then 13. Then 13. <laughs> One guy's yeah. half an arm. So... Four, oh, more on that later. 14-man tag elimination as it's the natural-born thrillers. Okay. So can I please do the introductions here? Please. As we're watching this. Uh, don't spoil the no, last one. Okay. But first, the Natural Born Vanillas come out, and they're reading off the names, and me and my friend are just like, who? What the fuck is a Reno? Why is meat here? <laughs> what is happening? Like, okay. And then, like, the theme music kicks in, and like, why is there a big bed sheet across the arena entrance? <laughs> And then it pops down, and we're like, the filthy animals. I'm like, but Eddie's in WWE. <laughs> and it's like Conan, Rey Mysterio, Hoofentude Guerrera. All right. Hey, what the fuck is Disco Inferno doing with him? Why is there a duck? <laughs> yeah. Tigress? All right. Big Vito? Okay. I do like the fact that uh, Conan had tried, uh, apparently tried to remember how to get over, and he was wearing his old Wolfpack jacket. Yeah, yes, I saw that at least. <laughs> Uh, the best part is this: we so it's a s- seven on seven, and the filthy animals have a mystery partner. But we get the Goldberg entrance by we go from the limo with the hood on, and then all the way My to the like, front. It's Sabu, he's got that towel on his head. It's Sabu. I'm gonna call this the uh, Moxley entrance from now on. The mo- yeah, by God, it's Sabu. Coming up from the parking lot, like literally from the parking lot today. He's We're, like, it's Sabu. It's Sabu. I did, by the way, I just watched that video of the guy pretending to be JR when the one like yeah. the white. Bob and Ashley! Stone Cold! It's Stone Cold! I can't break the damn code, King! <laughs> I did, that video came across me. I'm like, by God in hell, it's Stone Cold! Bob and Ashley! No, it wasn't. The guy under the towel wasn't even Sabu. It was. Paul Orndorff. Okay, so I hadn't been watching for the month leading up to this. So I'm like. What the fuck is Paul Orndorff doing here? He retired five years ago. Mm. We were gobsmacked. <laughs> just, just sit here watching the TV like, what? This would be like, man, like if <sighs> Joe could actually probably do this. Joe probably knows somebody who like used to watch wrestling but hasn't watched in years. Yep. Just have him watch fucking Royal Rumble with us. He's like, who the... Who the what the fuck? Who the fuck is that? <laughs> just watch the reaction. Wait, like current? Yeah. Or, oh, yeah. Okay. Just like, what in the fuck is this? <laughs> so I think I, can, there, I think I can pull that off. It would be so great. We're sitting there. My friend's like, "This is the new WCW, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "Oh, cool. Yeah, DOA, Hacksaw Duggan, and Paul Orndorff, <laughs> the new WCW for over fifty <laughs> years." That looks fun. So we have seven on seven. <laughs> we don't have enough space on the apron, so people have to stand on the ground until or, their spot comes or up. Or go to commentary. Or go to commentary. What the fuck? God damn it. Uh, it's bigger in the ring. 
Uh, Jindrax hanging off the rope and Ray does a top rope leg drop. Hoovy with a springboard crossbody and a springboard springboard missile drop kick to O'Hare. O'Hare catches Hoovy and hits uh, his own uh, hits Hoovy with his own version of the Falcon Arrow. Conan actually does some moves here as he hits the X Factor. Uh, Conan's fighting off the thrillers and Disco's fighting uh, with O'Hare. The office was like, "Hey, look." You you have to work Paul Rose in the match. Like you have to fucking get, try. <laughs> I mean Jesus. Conan with a clothesline on O'Hare, but ducks. Uh, but he ducks and Conan runs into Disco, who Disco hits the chart buster or the blockbuster or the, or, or the stunner, stunner or the last dance, uh, last dance or the I don't know Batman punted Baxter. Out, whatever the fuck uh, it's he co- Disco hits Conan with that on accident to eliminate Conan. So your first person eliminated Conan. <sighs> if the chair wasn't there, he'd be the smartest man. God in the damn it. <laughs> Johnny the Bull misses a springboard leg drop. Uh, Disco wants to tag out, but no one will. Reno then hits... That guy, Reno, hits the roll of dice to eliminate Disco. Vito tries to use the stickball stick on Reno, but Reno ducks, and Johnny the Bull gets hit with the, uh, hits him with the kendo stick. So, so his move, real quick. His move is just the crossroads, this, right? Yeah, yeah. crossroads. Yeah. It scares the shit out of me when he does it. It's really fast and looks Holy reckless as shit. fuck, dude. There's no way I'm taking that move from him. Fuck that. He goes so fast sometimes, it looks like he's just going to take your head and your body's going to He's gonna like, you're coming, there. so yeah, either way, work with me or don't. Or another. I'm going to rip your head off. Or turning either way. So. Yeah. Uh, but that disco, uh, that re- guy Reno hits the roll of dice to eliminate Disco. Hoobie with a spinning heel kick to that guy Reno. Uh, Ray this and Hoobie. had a bad weekend this week on Twitter. Ray and Hoobie. Oh, yes. <laughs> Ray Hoobie hit a poetry in motion. Uh, Hoobie hits uh, the, ho- uh, the Hoobie driver. And then they, hit, they have to hit the nutcracker to eliminate that Reno. Uh, Hoobie tries to springboard crossbody uh, to the outside on a hair and Jindrak, but they catch him, toss him on the barricade, and then they throw him back into the ring over the top rope. Yeet. Sean, uh, O'Hare hits the Shantan on Hoobie to eliminate him. Johnny the Bull attacks Orndorff with the kendo stick, but Orndorff uses it, uh, grabs it and uses it on the Bull. So then uh, Orndorff hits the power driver on Johnny the Bull to eliminate him. And then Johnny the Bull, uh, then Orndorff tries to powerbomb Jindrak. Power drive. Power drive. But, like, it's like the miscommunication of Orndorff is trying to pull him up as Jindrak, uh, as, uh, Jindrak is trying to jump, or he doesn't jump. And then he doesn't jump. He doesn't he jump. But then when he jumps, it's too late. And then all of a sudden, Orndorff is down. Orndorff is down. We don't know what's happening. So O'Hare pins him. And then. You saw Orndorff called him. Yeah. He said, he said pin me. Pin me. So Orndorff, Orndorff is just really, he's really hurt. So what do we do, guys? Let's just continue the match around him. If you're Ray Mysterio, you just continue the fucking match. You're like, fuck it. I'm getting my splats in. As we're going to continue the match as. Do you blame Ray? Like, I'm part of this shit. I'm getting my shit in. No. As the ref is checking on Paul. Charles Robinson's checking on Paul. So then they continue the match for like, like another minute or two. And then Charles Robinson's like, all right, match is done. We're done here. It was awkward as fuck. Lil Nate takes control. Did you see what happened, Joe? I didn't. I, I yes, I re- had to rewind it because I was taking notes. I'm like, wait, why is, so why is he down? When he gave him the pile driver, because uh, he had to he had to lift him himself with his one good arm. Yeah. Like, and, it was O'Hare, right? Yep. He's not a small yeah. dude. That's a no. big fucking dude. It's the biggest dude on the other team. Orndor, fucking strong as shit. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So yeah, when he O'Hare. landed, he fell back and whiplashed his head into the canvas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which gave him a, a stinger we found yeah. out later. Yeah, he, did. he had a legitimate stinger. 
Um, Jesus Christ, dude. But yeah, then we can. But so Orndorff gets stretched out. We stop the match. 16 minutes and 34 seconds. Mm-hmm. The crowd was in the Orndorff part. I mean, I, I wasn't, but it is whatever. It wasn't for me. The crowd was into the Orndorff part. No. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah. One star. Yeah. This was something. Not sure what, but it's probably not good if Orndorff is one of the top three workers in the match. It's not great, Bob. Which he legitimately was. Yep. I was like, why... Why is the five-year retired dude with one arm outworking almost everybody in this match? Shout out to Christian Cage. Yeah. It's what, Ray Hoovy than him? Yeah, that's how I had it. Ray Hoovy and then him. You know what's crazy? Like, so every time I saw I have been weirdly watching the, the thrillers, just I'm curious about them. The one guy, not even Palumbo, that I like is Sean O'Hare. It's the one guy that I like. Mm-hmm. Palumbo I, bores me. I don't care about Palumbo. Palumbo hasn't found his... Charisma. Yet. Like I think O'Hare has. I think he has it. The problem is he's he doesn't. How do I put this? Uh, you know what? The best way to put it is the like an animal, like a puppy, like a puppy with big paws. He can do all the shit. He, but he doesn't o- know how to put it together. O'Hare was about ten years too early in the business. Yeah. If he came, if he comes ten years later, oh, well, he's, he's a giant fucking he's star, a huge star, kind of like Canyon. Yeah, Canyon is about ten years too early. Like, O'Hare has the body. He's got yep. charisma. He's got a weird charisma. Yep. And he can do tons of cool shit. He can do everything you need to in a wrestling The problem ring. is he just puts it all together with no psychology, no thought, no direction, and then... A-E-W. Sorry, yeah, but. right. I mean, he'd be big there. <laughs> uh, yeah, just too, or too, too soon. Yeah. If, we, if we ever do another draft, we can just give Paper Bitch uh, all of Natural Born let's, uh, let's never have Orndorff anywhere near a ring. Can we, no. we just can we stop? Because I mean, Jesus but Christ! It's uh, a <sighs> although by the fact he was one of the third best workers in the match. There's apparently a whole lot of guys in this match that shouldn't go near a ring again. Disco sounds bad for his. It's not good for his training either. Like hmm. no. this, this is the best you got, huh? Well, okay. So well, they were too busy denying people like Batista. Told them they had no future in the business. Well, I mean, he didn't. Checks out. It's that crazy thing. So, like, watching this match first is going way too long for what this match is supposed to be. And the idea of, like, and then Orndorff goes down. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, what is happening? You know what? And then they continue. Yeah, you're right. But to go off what you said, it's an NXT 2.0 problem. Uh, they, they move these guys up way too soon. Mm-hmm. They had them there, but they weren't ready, but they needed people so badly they noticed, I mean, all these guys came up at the same time, except for Johnny the Bull. He came he up split with his big, dick in half. Yeah, yeah, but he came up with a veto. But then he had someone he, who could team with who could teach him Funk. shit. And then the rest, the rest of them just got thrown in together. Like, hey, by the way, you're on the main roster now. Because, like, in that group of Mike Sanders? He could talk. Right? It was like, the, it, it, but he, I mean, he could do, like... It, it's like this. He's... Farther in his career in the, in the ring than anybody else. Like, so Mike Sanders is the guy to look to? With the Natural Born Thrillers, this is what they did. Jesus. Hey, there are seven really jacked up guys. What can you do? I can talk. Okay, you're the talker. What can you do? I can do lucha moves. What can you do? I'm power. Okay, you're power. What, what are you? you? I'm Reno. You're fine. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I was Damn. doing jokes. They got to Stasiak. I said, what can you do? And then there was just dead silence. Yeah. <laughs> what can you do? I'm Reno. All right. You're in. But it's just like, I think they felt like they saw the seven guys, they saw how, you know, their bodies looked, and they went, what can we do with you seven? I, really I got th- it. Put I you re- together. I really think they moved Johnny the Bull in with them 
and this is gonna sound crazy because he's a rookie too, but just have a worker. Yeah, because he's I mean, at least he's got a six month cup of coffee bigger than them, and he was in some big matches with that tag team. Like, would it have made more sense in hindsight? Like, Orndorff is a great heel. Just have him be a heel manager. Yeah. Then well, he's around them the whole time, right? <laughs> he can talk. He can give them legitimacy. You got a great point, but uh, I don't know why that didn't happen. I guess we'll find out. Bum, bum, bum. So, but it's a good point. Yeah, we get stre- he gets stretched out. We're gonna go backstage with Pamela, with Kidman and Medusa. And unfortunately, she's still not wet. Still look for uh, Kidman wishes that well wishes to uh, Orndorff. So when I saw that, right? So I saw because like Medusa was like upset about it. Like I just had like visions of Jarrett and Deborah as they wheeled Owen by on a fucking stretcher. I was like. They're clearly like they're there. Why are we doing an interview right now? Like they clearly are fucked up about this. Jesus Christ! Right. All uh, ventures. So I don't uh, worry. Kidman says he's going to toss uh, Douglas off the scaffolding, and Medusa calls Tori a bitch. Because it's probably like they probably told him all. It's not like he's dead. <laughs> We're back in ten. We're back in Nine. ten. So let's go to our next Jesus. match: a scaffolding fold match. A scaffolding fold. I'm going to call it scaffolding fold. What? It, it's a scaffolding match. Uh, Shane Douglas, Tori Wilson versus Billy Kidman Medusa. Tori comes out wearing normal dress clothes. Uh, they have a retractable scaffolding, and they have to wait for it to rise, raise up to the top slowly. No, I I don't know what this was, but this was not. This a was not a scaffolding match because you don't win by climbing safely down. It's not how you win a match, but sure. Uh, Kidman and uh, Douglas fight each other. Tori hangs on the side, trying to struggle for her life as Medusa kicks her. Uh, then as the, the as the match is happening, you can see a ladder being put up on the side. Uh, they not even done building it yet. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Every time they do a bump, the scaffolding shakes. Um, Medusa gets on the ladder and then forgets how to climb down. I guess uh, Kidman hits the sit down power bomb, but Douglas hits the franchiser. Medusa is still struggling to get down the stair uh, ladder, so Douglas helps her out by kicking her off. <laughs> Uh, it's so. You know what's unfortunate is that he's so bad because the level of dick he is. I want to like Shane Douglas. He's such a dick. Yeah, and I'm drawn to those guys. He's like, like a heightened version of the Jeff Jarrett character from the yeah. WWF. Yeah, he's such a prick. <laughs> I'm with you. Like the prick he uh, is. Like, but it's Shane Douglas. I just can't. It's, right? it's, like, it's like that thing of like if you watch any current day wrestling, you're like I. You people despise you know, somebody, but like you know what? I like him because he's just a dick. He's such a dick. But it's Shane Douglas, you're like, no, no, no. I just don't like you. Yeah. Period. Like I like some of the things he does, but because it's him, I'm like, eh. yeah. I feel. Uh, you know, what? go ahead and finish the match. I've done something. All right, uh, don't worry. Finishes here. Uh, Tory Loblos Kidman, and then uh, Douglas yeets Kidman off Yeet. the scoff- uh, scaffolding uh, to go through the stage. Uh, five oh. minutes and one second. So I uh I feel kind of but Jesus I feel kind of bad for the four in the wall of the two who are gonna take this bomb because it was never gonna be Douglas and Tori yeah um because that was supposed to be an impressive fall but Shane McMahon did his thing like a month ago yeah and so <sighs> I was gonna bring that up so when you compare it to that it's never gonna look that good. Because yeah, of just, what Shane just did. You're just playing for a second breath. Because they're trying to do like, hey, I got an idea. Um, let's just reenact Shane's spot, but with Medusa. But and uh, like, 30 feet closer 30, to yeah. the ground. 
Uh, first of all, this was a Pittsburgh plunge scaffold match, sir. How dare you put uh, some respect I, on I its apologize. name? I gave it a star and a quarter. And then I asked just a question. Does it count as a scaffold match if the scaffold is not over the ring, but instead at the entrance wall with six feet of padding? Yes. In this case, it does. And also, I'm going to go back to that. You win when your opponents fall off, not when you climb down. What in the fuck was that? Somewhere Bobby Eaton was like, why couldn't I get this scaffold match? So Jim Cornette's like, fuck you, yeah, first of fuck all. fuck you. Thank you, fuck you, bye. <laughs> yeah, right? Everybody's like, really? That's, god damn it. Bray Hart's like, I didn't invent this shit. Fuck is this crap? <laughs> in the, Corey, uh, in, a, in, a, in a more of a famous scaffolding match, how long do those really go? How Like 20 minutes? No, I mean, no, 15? no, 15, 10 minutes, 10, maybe 10. You're building oh, okay. to the spot. Oh, but not only that, but back then it was dangerous. Like I remember watching uh, Starcade 86. It was I the mean, midnight express and the road warriors. It's this wide. It was like that wide. Yeah. And it was like still grading. <laughs> yeah. And like a real plank. And Bob, the one time Bobby Eaton took a backdrop. Fuck that. <laughs> In all fairness, animal might've just told him he was taking a backdrop and then did it. I got an idea. But, uh, so also dangerous, man. Yeah. So let me let's bring this up now. So we have a guy thrown off. Yeah. We have a a, a female kicked, kicked off. off, and then you had a guy paralyzed get a stinger. Yeah. The match before. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the guy coming up in the next match. They're 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 gonna, you can't do anything about the yeah, Orndorff yeah, thing. But like, it's just like the. You yeah, have the match just, either it's way. It's just that crazy. Too late to cancel. Like, yeah, <laughs> no. I like I understand. Like I'm not trying to say like. Orndorff purposely got hurt, but it's just like what, what, it's, what, like what uh, weird and weird thing for Joey Stubb to be like. Hey, look, this guy just got hurt. He's legitimately stretched out. Or next match, <laughs> two people have to get stretched out again. It's still going to be two thousand, so I should have expected it. Yeah, but we just by promoting this match, they should have drug Orndorff back up and threw him off again. Someone <laughs> is getting crippled this this pay per view. Um, this sucked. It did. Hopefully uh, this feud is over too. Jesus let's Christ. Let's hope. Let's go backstage with Mean Gene and Sting. <laughs> uh, Sting says he has a history of Vampira and Muda, uh, but tomorrow he's getting his title shot. I was like, cool. So the match doesn't matter. Excellent. Thanks, Sting. You know what I was hoping? Appreciate but, it. You know what I was hoping, but we didn't get. I was hoping Gene would be like, so Sting, you actually going to push the time clock and work tonight? You prick. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, um, uh, Jeff Jarrett decides to show up to attack one Sting. Uh, Jarrett then uh, says that it would be his title shot tomorrow. What? Um, yeah, remember they had the one on one, the two out of three falls on. Uh, yeah, but uh, he lost, so it can't be his tomorrow. He still says it's his title shot. He's a heel. He's he got it. But don't worry, let's Is he go. A heel? Let's go to yeah, earlier well, today it. offsite um, with Mike Tanay arriving oh, at the house of David Flair. Oh, Wants to talk to David on what just First happened. All, sure, it was. Sure, David Flair owns that house. Sure. Yeah. Who's how do you think it was? That I don't know. But there ain't no way in hell David Flair had a house like that. Because there's no way they filmed it in Buffalo. No. For sure. It's filmed in Atlanta. It might have been today. I don't know. Uh, today, uh, David's house is a mess. He has food. He has... Uh, Drink. Drinks he everywhere. He offers a smoke. <laughs> like a warm beer. Yeah. He's had next to the couch. <laughs> Um, At least he's a proper, polite host. Yeah, today he wants to know what, how David's mental stabi- uh, stability is. <laughs> Finding out that he, you're not the father. 
I dodged a bullet there. Today. I'll say dodged a bullet. <laughs> but during the during the interview, I was looking up already. But during the interview, David would get up and run up to the mayor, uh, to the window and stare and say, hey, "There he is." Uh, David hasn't talked to Stacy. He thinks that the father could be Reed Flair. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It is, I, it is Rick's son. So I've seen the way he looks at her. Today's like. <laughs> Stop. He's 13. He, uh, he, 11 at this point. <laughs> he uh, brings up, uh, he goes to the window again, looks, and today's like, look, David, the guy, the father of the baby will not be walking up your yard right now. As he bolts out the door. He, or he brings up Rick, but then uh, today asks, uh, um, he asks about Rick, and then all of a sudden, David bolts to the door because the mailman shows up. Hey, David, here's your mail. He clotheslines him. Clotheslines him, puts him in the figure four, and then runs off. The mailman should teach uh, the others how to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Took a good bump. He took a good bump, man. Maybe because David uh, just ran him the fuck over. <laughs> Maybe is what happened there. But, hey, David, just do that in the match. That looks a lot better. Just actually hit people. Yeah, might as well. Dude. Stop might working because well. it sucks when you work. So let's go to our next match. Vampiro. Also, can we not get this fucking nitro shit on pay-per-view? Jesus fuck, dude. I we all wish. Bro. Bro. I'm they, so done with this today shit. I'm fucking so done with this. They want promos, bro. No, they're he, not, but I me, am. He wins me back a little on Thursday. I'm not on Wednesday, I'm not gonna lie. Ugh. Uh Vampiro, uh so next match is Vampiro with ICP versus the Great Muda versus Sting. ICP takes over commentary and they say, oh, it's a two-on-one match because uh, Muda has to prove himself to the Dark Carnival. <laughs> At this point, I'm thinking Muda got legitimately kicked out of Japan for three months. And I was like, are you on the run? Like, <laughs> yeah. Why are you still here? This is fucking terrible. Uh, they fight through the crowd. Sting takes down one, but the other guy attacks. Vampiro with a top rope clothesline. Muda hits the moonsault and Vampiro breaks up the pin. Muda and Vampiro turn on each other, but ICP leave the table to stop them. Sting comes in and hits them all with a bat. Then he hits the Scorpion Death Drop on Muda for the win. Five minutes and 12 seconds. As the Dark Carnival starts to attack Muda, Sting makes the save. I, I don't like Sting helping Muda. That flies in the face of 15 years of history. But For over 15 right. years. Uh, a star and a quarter again. Yep. Here's how. I, t- tell me I'm not dead on here. Dear God, let this be over. Was exactly what you'd expect it to be. Yep. By the way, I think I saw something last night that explains Muda's career since then. <laughs> I was just watching random shit for fun and watched a great Muda Larry Zabisco 1991 WWE match. I'm pretty sure this is where Muda learned the technology for the last part of his career. Do nothing. Yep. And then get a pin. There it is. Because that's what this match was. Muda's like, oh, I see now. This is, this is <laughs> terrible. Yeah, it was. Uh, can we just be done with Sting and Vampiro? For the love of fuck, please. That thing started, I believe, in 1974. This is accurate. I think, uh, I, think Steve, I think Sting fathered Vampiro. <laughs> this is his great revenge, is to ruin his father's day. Uh, three matches left, guys. Uh, yep. But however, but we have to go back to earlier today. with um, Moments ago. What? Uh, Mike Awesome trying to bring Pamela... Uh, into the groove bus so they can shag. He was going to pound Paul and Pamela. Yeah, he was. In the, in the, in in the, the shack. In the filling gravy, groovy, Partridge Family Love Shack bus. But Awesome has a love surprise shack, for her baby. as it's one. Gary Coleman? What the fuck? Who dug this motherfucker up? <laughs> what you talking about, Mike? 
Talking about Gary fucking Coleman. Well, I mean, Joe C is uh, affiliated with WWF, so they can't use him, I guess. I did like one thing, and that was that Mike Awesome was trying to get someone to say, what you talking about, Willis? Because that's just... Come on, say it. Come on, say it. He's like, I don't do it anymore. Come on, say it. And then finally, like, she's like, what are you talking about, Mike? And Mike said, yes! And he, he looks off camera, like he's looking at someone going, I got her to do it! That part I enjoyed, because he was so happy. God damn it. But uh, then Pam was like, Gary Cole was like, ah, it's too bad, you were hot. I was going to do you, but <laughs> too late. So <laughs> let's go to our next match. That 70s guy, Mike Awesome, versus Jeff Jarrett in a bunkhouse brawl match. Man, they both deserve better than this. What um, a fall for Jeff Jarrett from one pay-per-view to the next. Jeff Jarrett is wearing a Frank White. He had a stroke around here. Wait, I mean, that's, that's it, right? Uh, Jeff Jarrett is wearing a Frank Wycheck jersey. Brings yeah, up last year's playoffs. Music City Miracle, baby. As so, he makes fun of the Buffalo Bills players that are in the crowd. And they make fun of the Bills and the fans. I feel like there was a little time to kill. Because that other match stopped short with Orndorff. Yep. And I'll tell you what, they picked the right guy to say, go kill five minutes. You're not wrong. Because that Memphis training. Yeah. Yep. He yep. knew exactly what to do. Isolate on the Bills and let him have it. Yep. Get some monster heat with the crowd. Also. I mean, uh, yeah, be planned, obviously, the Tennessee Titans thing, because yeah. I was like, you're not finding a Wyshek jersey in Buffalo. I mean, no, no fucking yeah. chance. No. He already had that. He already had before. that, yeah. yeah. Also, tuck into the football jersey. What, what are we doing, Jeff? Uh, it's, that's, it's a weird look. You, well, you it's know. It's a weird look. You know, it's those, uh, I noticed any wrestler. It's like a Wilbon tucked in the Cubs jersey and his pants throw the first pitch. We're like, hmm, don't do that. It's, it's like. I can't do that with my shoot, my shoot uni. I can't. I'm like, I got to untuck. It's like anybody born before 1975 yeah. just tucks everything in. Mm-hmm. That's just what you do. When you go to a football game Could or buy ba- horses, yeah. it's like, oh. <laughs> would you fuck me? I would. White check I'd fuck me. White, white check wood. There you go. Uh, there was awesomes around. Uh, there was weapons around the ring. Also, uh, it was a forward pass, by the way. Shouldn't mm-hmm. have been allowed. Awesome chokes uh, Jarrett with a rope. Uh, Jarrett hits Awesome with a leather belt and chokes him with it. Uh, Jarrett breaks multiple brooms over the back of Awesome. We get a chair sword fight out on the outside. Awesome then hits multiple chair shots. He places a table in the ring. Awesome goes for the top rope power bomb, but Jarrett back by drops him through the table. Jarrett gets thrown into a into a table with barbed wires multiple times. That was put in the corner. Uh, awesome with a pop up sit down power bomb. Then he misses his top rope splash. Jarrett makes fun of the Bills again until they jump the barrier and get on the apron. They shove Jarrett around, and then they uh, throw him into uh, another powerbomb by Awesome, but he kicks out. I think Tony calls it, the, like, the it's, he kept saying it's the Awesome Bomb, but it was just a, just a legit powerbomb. Uh, awesome picks up Jarrett, but Jarrett low blows him. Jarrett gets the guitar and going to hit Awesome with it, but then one Gary Coleman runs down and gets in the ring and attacks Jeff Jarrett. Coleman poses like he won the battle, but it's Jeff Jarrett, so he spins him around and hits him with the guitar. Jarrett's going to hit the stroke, but then Sting comes out and hits the Scorpion Death Drop for Mike Awesome to get the win. Nine minutes and four seconds after the match, the Bills celebrate with Awesome while security carry Gary Coleman out of the ring. I got to be honest, I checked out for most of this match until the Bills got involved before it sucked. This is terrible. Well, let's see what I think. Uh, I have two and a half. Right down the middle. 
This ridiculousness with Mike Awesome sucks. Brett was right. Brett's always right. Now we have the Partridge Family Bus and Gary Coleman. At least we know what shows Russo dug as a child. Sure wasn't the... Uh, Facts of life, that family. All in the family. And the Partridge Family And then there was Mod. And then there oh. was Mod. Uh, Shout out to Mama's family, first of all. Then we get so then we get a history of one Goldberg and Scott Steiner's history. Finally, from their past. The couple, reason we're here. Couple months, uh, Gene. We go with Mean Gene and Scott Steiner. As uh, Steiner says, everyone knows that he has the man with the largest arms, and he's a genetic freak. He's going to beat Goldberg, and after he, uh, uh, after that, he's going to go back to the hotel because he's a loaded weapon and he's ready to explode. <laughs> hey. I noticed there was no uh, prick Mean Gene in this fucking promo. Nah, no, nope. put him in his place. <laughs> Gene, uh, Gene knows when to shut the fuck up. <laughs> so let's go to our next match as it's Scott Steiner versus Goldberg. <laughs> it might be a gimmick for Gene. Scott doesn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Scott's going to think he's ripping him off. Scott's punching with a fucking Scott face. thinks he's ripping him off. Yeah. Gimmick infringement here, brother. If you weren't Gene Mill tomorrow, I'm going to boot your ass. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, Goldberg has his <laughs> Goldberg has his right arm wrapped up. Who knows? Who knows? With masturbation injury. Uh, Goldberg military presses uh, Steiner, but then turns into that shoulder slam. Again. Steiner with a belly Somebody to belly. Uh, Steiner goes for the tombstone, but Goldberg reverses it into a shoulder slam. Uh, Steiner goes for the cross body, but Goldberg catches him and then hits a power slam. Steiner throws Goldberg into the steel steps. Then Medeja comes out. Steiner hits Goldberg, uh, who was sitting in, in front of a chair. Goldberg is now busted open. Uh, Steiner puts Goldberg in the tree well and hits Goldberg with a chair. Steiner with an over-the-head belly-to-belly. Medeja gives Steiner the pipe. If you know what I mean. I don't. Uh, but Goldberg spears him. Goldberg uh, goes for the jackhammer, but then Vince Russo comes in. And this one, Mark Madden creams. <laughs> and then he, uh, he hits Goldberg with the baseball bat. Steiner sets up a table and power slams Goldberg through it. Steiner puts Goldberg in the Steiner recliner, but Goldberg gets uh, to the top, uh, gets up, um, gets the rope, but Medeja kicks his hand. Goldberg then stands up with Steiner on his shoulder, so he he's on the the like table stands, gets all the way up, and then he he like drops Steiner on the top rope, but from like a distance. It looked bad. Yeah. Uh, then Steiner uh, then Steiner gets up and just straight up clotheslines Steiner lines sir yeah he, Steiner lines uh, Goldberg for that receipt uh, Steiner puts Goldberg on the top turnbuckle but Goldberg pushes him off but Deja hits Goldberg with the uh, and Russo uh, hit Goldberg with the pipe and the bat Steiner does a top uh, a top rope over the top over the top rope top suplex but only gets a two. Steiner then puts Goldberg back in the Steiner recliner, and Goldberg gets uh, to the uh, uh, gets the rope and is able to get uh, Steiner to the outside. Like he does, like a little shimmy move or something. He's like, huh, and then throw, throws him out to the outside. Goldberg ducks a chair shot and hits a neck breaker. Russo uh, comes in, but Goldberg chokes him. Uh, Steiner hits Goldberg in the ribs with and, and the head with the pipe. Then Steiner puts Goldberg in the Steiner recliner, and Goldberg's knocked out. Your winner, Scott Steiner, 13 minutes and 50 seconds. After the match, though, Russo poses on top of Goldberg, and the Bills come in to come check on Goldberg. Oh, this match. Um, I don't know how you guys felt. It bored the shit out of me. I hated this match. 
And Russo being involved makes it everything worse. Uh, this is Goldberg's third loss, correct? Because Nash, Booker, and Steiner now, right? Oh, Brett. On next row last year. With the... Oh, that's fourth loss. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I forgot about the Brett. I was trying to think of the other day who, like, how many times he's lost. I differ slightly from you. Um, this was the best match of the night to me. Three and a half. This could have been at Starcade for the title. The anticipation and energy was off the charts. I don't even mind the rampant interference as this felt like this was the first match in a hot feud. Where I felt like in this particular instance with these guys and Goldberg's history, if you're going to, and I certainly feel like they're going to carry it on, if you got to have the heel win, and if it's Goldberg, it's going to have to be shenanigans, even if it is Scott Steiner, because you've built him up to be fucking this monster, right? So there's going to have to be shenanigans to get the, the win on him. And then you could carry it on and go forward, and he gets his eventual win back, maybe at Havoc. I don't know, something like that. Uh, that's where I feel like they're maybe going. Um, so I can tell I you. I didn't mind it, but I, I didn't I, love it. Like, I wasn't in love with it either. I I'm, I think it definitely underdelivered. Yeah, no, I agree it with that. It did. I, I, it's one of those things like I liked it and did at the same time because I'm like, maybe if we, they did this maybe a year ago, it might have been better. Well, we talked about it. Even if they'd have done it now, but just no, none of the bullshit. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't even mean the interference. I also mean not the storyline built around attacking each other as women. I also don't think that crap. they have great chemistry. I can tell I you. I blame Goldberg for that, but, you know. Yeah, yeah we I, all can. I can tell you this, guys. This was Goldberg's longest match in WCW. Jesus Christ, really? Even the Regal match wasn't long? This didn't even feel that long. 13 minutes and 50 seconds is his longest WCW that match. That motherfucker never worked longer than 14 minutes? So I have his, I because I looked it up, right? Smartest man in wrestling, sir. <laughs> do you want Do you want to know what his longest one on one is? I'm sure it's probably in WWE with The Rock or something like that. It is WWE. It's a it's taker. Fourteen fifty seven with Triple, triple H. H. Of course it is. But his longest match is a triple threat match at almost twenty minutes. Well, well, pitch. what about the chamber match? That's got to be longer than twenty minutes. Um, that has to be longer I, than twenty. It technically does, but he was in it for about four. Like. He's not on the outside, but his his WCW matches thirteen fifty with Scott. Um, what about Regal one longer? Twelve oh seven with Brett at Star K ninety eight. Nine. Oh, sorry, ninety nine. Yeah. Um, eleven twenty Star K ninety eight with Nash. Oof. That's a long eleven twenty. Ten twenty nine DDP at Halloween Havoc ninety eight. That's a good match. That's a good match. And that is about it for. Is that his... the one that people didn't see? Yeah. yeah. What about the Hogan match where he won the title? Um, that's under that's under ten. I mean, I knew it was a long. Under 10. It's probably under ten because I mean it was it was an overrun, I believe. Plus, Hogan's not stupid. He's not going to draw that thing out and make <laughs> yeah, the, the Rock. He is not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. There's that vaunted defense. According to wait, mm. hang on. Well, the they oh eight oh that's Horace Hogan. <laughs> what? He went eight minutes with Horace Hogan. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I mean, fuck. Didn't Barry see, Horowitz didn't see that coming. Um, let me see if this is the right match because I have it right here. Uh, the full match. Well, they only wrestled once, so if you have it, it's July six. Yep, nineteen ninety eight. Full match. Uh, eight minutes and thirty-four seconds. 
And that's right. not including entrance. Yeah. So okay. under 10. Right. But once I saw 13 minutes, I'm like, is this his longest match? I'm like, holy shit, it is. It's for WCW. Oh, boy. For WCW. Let's go. Uh, we got a promo for Halloween Havoc. As Sting will be reborn. <laughs> what? Did you see this promo? Did you pay attention to it? Sting will be reborn. I don't Sting remember. will be unleashed. We're seeing new Sting at Halloween Havoc. And then the weird ass logo. No, yeah. my feed was being weird. Yeah, I didn't see this. It went right to not. It went like to the middle of the entrances of the next match for me. Really? So I don't know. I don't know what this was. I missed it. Oh, yeah. It's just a promo for Halloween Havoc saying like they're doing the uh, Halloween Havoc '98 or like the Sting in the shadows and the rain falling on him, and it's just being like Sting will be unleashed. That's weird. Sting will be reborn at Halloween Havoc. Tune in to find out. Yeah, they're pretty much promising a new gimmick, a new character, a new look for Sting. Server Sting, got it. I feel like it would be a dick move to, to lead you guys on, so it doesn't happen. I, I, I assume. Checks in, out. in typical WCW, doesn't happen. Well, checks out. Well, until then, I'm going to be like, seeing something new with Sting. Oh, no, here's the thing. They play that commercial up until the night of the show, but they never mention anything about it on TV. Nothing's ever thrown around. It's a total nut. It's like it's weird. It's like so they shot it when he was off camera yeah, and probably. just never yeah. followed through with it. It was just like yeah, the commercials telling me one thing, but your show is definitely telling me another. Where's Havoc got this year? MGM Grand. There it is. There it is. That's where it needs to be. Yep. So uh, we get a history lesson of uh, Booker T and Kevin Nash. They bring the action figures out again. Mm, no. Uh, backstage, uh, we go to Pamela with Booker T. Booker says Nash has made it uh, has made it worse for himself, and Booker will win the title back tonight. And don't hate the player, hate the game. Try if if cry to your mama, all that. Hate Save the, the game. For your mama. Uh, let's go to our next match, our main event. Well, I mean, it's your main event. It's Caged our main heat. event. Caged heat, which I was definitely disappointed. Why is it? Why is it caged heat? I don't understand what, why they differentiate Bruce between. It's cool to say. So there's nothing, nothing different about it. Nothing different caged about it. Caged heat to me was a late night Skinamax softcore lesbian movie. I mean, that I have vivid recollection of. This had nothing to do with that. Was it interracial at least? Yeah, other parts. <laughs> there it is. Oh man, for a 14 year old, that movie that does things. It changes your life. I can see that. All women in a Prison. Hey oh, now. Damn. Dear diary. Dear penthouse. Bum, chicken brown cow. Jackpot. <laughs> so in cage heat for the WCW Heavyweight Championship, it's Kevin Nash versus Booker T. We get the buffer intro. No, we don't. Yep. Uh, commentary brings <laughs> up that uh, Paul Orndorff has a stinger. He's talking. Not walking, but he's talking. Coward, stand up. <laughs> I wasn't paying close attention. Like, what, Paul Orndorff, a sting? Well, all these years, <laughs> who, who's the real thing? Who does who does Orndorff want? Do you want you want Kurt Henning? <laughs> no wonder he wears that coat all the time. Can't tell that arm. <laughs> yeah. Knew it. Uh, Nash puts a Booker in the stretch for uh, stretcher hold for a bit. Uh, Nash with the sidewalk slam. Nash takes off the top turnbuckle and goes for snake eyes, but Booker throws him uh, into the turnbuckle. Nash hits a suplex and wants the fans' reaction and gets none. Uh, Booker with the sidekick and axe kick. Nash hits the big boot, and Booker bounces off the rope into a chokeslam by Nash. 
they throw each other in the cage, you know, uh, 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 grade everybody's, uh, you know, face against the chain link. Booker throws Nash headfirst in the exposed turnbuckle. Nash has become busted open. Madden brings up, when was the last time Kevin Nash bled? Rarely. Super. Had to be rarely. WWF. There's no way he bled yeah, WCW. Uh, it's, and I, to be honest with uh, you, I can't even Good friends, better enemies? He didn't bleed. Has he ever bled? I, I can't say for sure he like, ever bled his decent. Ha, hasn't early WCW Oz? It, it would have to have been Oz or Vinny Vegas or something like, like that. If he did. Not on purpose. Like, yeah. you know, like those would be accidents. This is like this Damn. is part of the story. He was super, super conservative with blood uh, because he was one of those. Uh, he wasn't afraid to do it, or he was. It's got to mean something. It's money. Like this part, guy. part of the story. Yeah, it needs to be a uh, reason. Like, I'm not going to be just for the fun of it. Like, Checks out. GC. Uh, so Nash is ble- bleeding. Nash goes to the jackknife, but Booker grabs the cage and gets on the top turnbuckle. Booker hits a missile dropkick for two. And this is my notes that go, uh, the crowd does not care for this match, as there is little to none crowd noise to this well, match. Well, I mean, the main event was Goldberg Steiner. I, you know. Plus, I mean, I'm sorry, but the, this company... And it's not on Booker. This company has fumbled Booker since yep. they made him that belt. Yep. Terribly. Yep. I mean, my God. I mean. Go ahead, Joe. Then I'll talk about okay. it afterwards. Uh, Go Nash ahead. goes to the jackknife, but Booker lands on his feet, hits the book in for the win. Your new WWE Heavyweight Champion, Booker T. Nine minutes and two seconds. The bell rings as then Booker starts celebrating, but you're going to see the fans already leaving. They're leaving yeah. the door. Uh. It just beats him clean with one move in the middle of the ring. That's a little shocking, to be honest. Um, but back to the Booker thing. <sighs> he was kind of in a no-win situation after the Hogan thing. Mm-hmm. They made, it was the right decision, him winning, but the fans were never going to be behind it. Even though they were they were turning on Hogan and were done with Hogan, that's a horrible way to start a title run, and it never got better. Not only that, but they booked him like shit after he won it. Always put him in the middle of the card. Always treat mm-hmm. him like a fool, an inept fool. Yeah, you can't never make him the main event and expect people to care that he's the main event. Yeah, yeah and then and then have him act like an inept fool. Yeah, and on top of that, they didn't do many favors beforehand because instead of even getting him halfway lukewarm to win the title, he was GI bro until like two weeks before Bash of the Beach. Yep. So he was a. They had him as a fool beforehand, and a fool immediately after. Like, you would think beating Kevin Nash would be a big deal, and it's like, well, well that's the wrong decision. Well, the crowd, like I it said. It felt the, like the wrong decision entirely. The bell rang, and legit, the, the crowd just walked. Like, they're like, oh, cool, you won. Later. You know what's crummy? Like, uh, where do you give it, Corey? Oh, uh, I actually surprised y'all with this one. <laughs> I went three. What above? I don't know what happened, but I remember, um, before you do your final verdict, we didn't talk about the match. Don't talk about the match. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. I said this was better than I expected it to be. And you can tell Nash likes Booker because he bladed. He had his working boots on and put Book over clean. Uh, this was, I mean, it, it's not like they weren't going to do it anyway, but this is Nash's idea. He likes Booker. He thought a lot of Booker. So his thought process was, why wait to fall brawl? Let me be a chicken shit. He'll win it on Nitro and then put him over super strong on the pay-per-view. It's all his idea. I mean, he, Book was going to win anyway. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But it wouldn't have been... I mean, Nash bladed. Nash put him over clean on one move. That's shit you didn't see from Kevin Nash in WCW. 
But yeah, the crowd didn't care. No, what I was trying to say is I was trying to find our... I think you gave it two and a quarter, two and a half. Uh, Mike went two and a quarter, I went two and a half. Yeah. And it was three. Three. Okay. Now here's the part I'm really interested in. The Byrates? The Byrates. Try find a vert. Oh, yeah. Bum, bum. That's what I'm interested in. Bum, bum. This was exactly what I thought it would be. <laughs> Unfortunately, that is not a good thing. Uh, so don't watch it? Uh, you know what? Feel free not to. Feel free. It's, <laughs> go know. ahead. Go crazy. All right. If you have anything else to do that day, do that. Yeah, go ahead. It's so fine. the attendance for this show. Oh, okay. Uh, 6,500. Should I want me to tell you the what they can? No. Okay. Well, ca- capacity in a uh, hockey rink he did it anyways. is uh, current. You can do 19,000. And that started in 2012. What, so in, tw- in 2000, it could be 18,000. I'm going to say there's 6,000 there, and I'm going to say 4,000 paid. Okay. Uh, attendance, 8,638. I was close as I went. Um, fall brawl. Paid is, ha- yeah, easily half of that. That's uh, total, there, there's no paid attendance. Well, that's not great. They, I mean, they don't, they, they don't say how much. About a Taco Bell meal, get a ticket. If you will. Subway. There it is. So. A foot long and a family four tickets. Comparing to the buy rate for SummerSlam. Well, very less. 1.40 for SummerSlam. A lot less. Last year's show. Forty in the toilet. Fall Brawl 99. Mm. Fall Brawl 99. And I'm going to quickly do the card here because look how different this is. It's terrible. Last year's last year's rating got a point three five. Salad days because it's company now. And it was the filthy animals. You don't say versus Vampiro and the Dark Carnival. Yep. Lenny Lane versus Kaz Hayashi. Hey, there's a little Lane guy. <laughs> first family of Nobs and Morris versus the Revolution of Malenko and Douglas. I forgot about the first family. In a yeah, no DQ on. match, oh Rick Steiner versus Perry Saturn for the TV title. Berlin, uh, Berlin with the wall versus Jim Duggan. Buff Bagwell no show. Didn't want to put over Berlin. Harlem Heat defeats the West Texas Rednecks for the tag titles. Good old boys. Sid Vicious versus Ben Wall for the U.S. title. Hey, more on that in January. Goldberg versus DDP and Sting and Hulk Hogan. Jesus. Sting's heel turn. Fuck, that's terrible. And that's better than this card. Jesus. Uh, this pa- this year's pay per view buy rate for Fall Brawl 2000 point one six. Mm. Well, half, half of last year's. Jesus Christ. The point three five is not good. Man, uh, that is a total of sixty five thousand buys <laughs> worldwide. So, I was one of them. Jesus, man. What are they? Thirty five bucks at this point. How much were I they? I think they were. They were probably thirty four ninety five by two thousand. That sounds about right. About right, about right, about right. Were the like mania and stuff more? This is around the time where mania was like ten bucks more. I think either two thousand or seventeen, like thirty forty bucks, and yeah. then the mania is a fifty. Yeah, it would be like something. probably not that high. Probably, if I remember correctly, probably thirty like, and then forty like for 10, mania. Yeah, if I remember correctly, by this time they were like thirty four ninety five, and then WrestleMania would still like forty four ninety five. So, let's, before we move on, Corey, yeah, um, what do you fix this pay per view? 
there's nothing to fix. I mean, there's no way to fix it. There we go. <laughs> Not with the talent they have. No, used, there's no way to do it. They've used everybody, and I, I can't think of a different collection of matches where it makes a difference. So There we nope. go. So let's go to our favorite part of the show, the award show. Let's start off with best match. Probably all going to be different here. I mean, Star Rise, I went Booker, or I mean, I went Papa and Papa and, and Goldberg, Goldberg, but yeah. to me, the match, then I was the main event. I was awesome and Jarrett. Um, the match you said you were bored of, zoned out in? There it is. <laughs> that's, there it that's, is. That's, that's got to be a first. There it is. <laughs> Might be. Uh, mine is, mine, I was more entertained with the Goldberg and Steiner match than I was the main event. Uh, I thought the work was better than the main event. Uh, Jabroni match of the week. The scaffold match. That's fucking stupid. I mean, I would go with you, but... 14, man. I had No, I had to watch Chronic and the Harris Brothers, so that goes... That's mine. I'm going 14, man. There it is. <laughs> A plethora of choices today. Yeah. Uh, who's your MVP? Uh, Corey, yeah, mine's Booker T. Can we mean Gene? I mean, it can <laughs> if you want it to be. It's your choice. I'm going to go Kevin Nash. He did something he never does. Which is put over the guy clean as a whistle and even bleeding to do it to make the guy a little more over. Trying anyway. That's why mine's Booker so, T for that reason. I'll go with Nash doing the favors. Um, you going Mean Gene? Do it, you coward. Well, I, I'm coward. Okay. Mean Gene. Yeah. <laughs> Blow at your ass. You little prick. So how about that, Corey? Me and you both picked wrestlers for the MVP. How about that? Oh, you son of a bitch. Who would have thought we'd be here? Who would have thought? Not, Not me. Uh, who is your motive? I mean, David Flair. <laughs> David Flair sucks, dude. He was on a segment. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> fuck you. David Flair no. sucks. You have all these wrestlers you can pick from. You go, and I, <laughs> the guy that was on a fucking... It's David Flair. <laughs> to me, there is a division of talent in this company like a motherfucker. And I'm going to say my for the first time ever, my my Moadib is the entire undercard until we get to Awesome Jarrett. So everybody before that match? Those top three matches are undisputedly stars in this company. Damn. Everybody else is a clear tier below. Damn. Yeah. All right. Am I wrong? No. There's star I mean, pockets. There's Storm. Like- Ray and Ray, but and they're few and far between. Yeah, and they're muddled in crap. Technically, so, Sting. Yeah, but they're muddled in shit. Damn. So there is such a clear division. Craziness. Um. Mine motive is a group. You're always piggybacking off me, man. I just did an entire roster. Well, <laughs> but my motive is an entire group that was in a match. Okay. Natural born vanillas? All 14 of them. Oh, the entire, the entire match gets it. And there it is. It's not fair. That's because fair it goes on to my WTF. Go okay. ahead. Someone gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Seriously hurt. You, yep. how hurt. How hurt? How serious hurt is he? he the, Stinger's nothing to joke about. That. And then the, oh, no, the, like the, house, though. the real trainer comes into the match. And they're grabbing the Danny neck. Young. They're grabbing the neck. That is like that's you know. But what do we do, guys? Yeah, so uh, I know. So little Nate's in the match was just holding his head. Yeah. Until Danny Young got there, he was just yeah. holding him still. He's holding him. What do we do, Ray? You you've been in the you've been in wrestling for 
Ten, a decade plus. A decade. They were trying to figure out how to work around. I'm like, or you could just him. go or, outside for you to quick, fight. Do a Bronco Buster and move the entire ring while you're working here. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tigress and uh, Ray. Let's do a double team move, and then they have to land on their feet and go. Oh shit! Did I step on him? Like seriously, you have a guy that's hurt that's dead center of the ring, and you guys go. I got an idea. Let's think, just wrestle around him. I think that's the part that gets me. Yeah, half the match are green-ass rookies. But it was the experienced workers who were like, fuck it, we're going to keep going. Because did you guys notice, so I think it was O'Hare when he was like laying on the apron. The camera guy was like, hey, what's wrong? You could hear him. Like, what's wrong? He's like, oh, no, he's fucking hurt. Like, yeah. he's hurt bad. Yeah. Yeah. So my note is that of the experienced people working still when you have a guy with a, maybe a severe neck injury that you don't know yet. I got an idea. Let's work around him and continue the match. It's back in 10. Corey, what's your brother? Whoo! My God. This, this was abysmal. This was a chore. I'm still going down with the ship. I love me some WCW, but it's, I can't defend this shit. Mm. It's terrible. This is not good TV. Did I pay for this instead of Unforgiven? Hell yeah. Do you regret it? <laughs> no. No. All right. No. Because, you know why? Because I was a collector, right? And I always had to think at this point as a collector. Um, Suncoast had those WF pay-per-views on yeah. VHS for 20 bucks, like three weeks after they came out. Fair. So I knew I was getting that. Couldn't find WCW VHSs anywhere, so I, was, I, had to, I had to buy that shit to get it for my collection. I knew that. <laughs> so I had an ulterior motive. There's that. But goddamn. Mine's related to yours. Uh, it's just, um, fuck Vince Russo. For taking a shit all over a once great pay per view. Well, you could say that about every pay per view they do now with him booking. But I mean, like, <laughs> there's levels. Like, so, you know, there's like Slambury, The Bash, Havoc, Fall Brawl, Starcade. Yeah. Those are the big ones. Yeah. Dude, I love Fall Brawl. Morgan's especially, cool. but Fall yeah. Brawl is a great pay per view. It just always felt special. This is fucking not Fall Brawl. This is terrible. This is shit. Uh, I before we, uh, I have a Ugh. funny. There's a review from on the wiki page. Yeah, uh, from 2019, <laughs> Thomas Hall of the Wrestling Rumors gave this event a C minus, stating over, overall this is the best pay per view they've done in a long time because they've gone closer to the, having a balance between um, the insanity and the uh, and an actual show. Say what? Are we watching the same pay per view? Um, the show is so, still far from actually good, but at least they're not making me spend an hour going on about how horrible the show was or how it broke the rules of wrestling. Somehow, that's a major step toward uh, forward for them, which is really sad to think about. <laughs> no, we, did, we just did that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there was a review there for... Uh, that dude is uh, well, wrong, which yeah. is crazy. But, oh, uh, by the way, I mean, as happens every month, every year at this time, guys, when we review... Now they flipped us the script, and we get two WF shows before we get Halloween Havoc. So we got that going for us. Because the next week here on the pay-per-view stories, where we're unforgiven. It's unforgiven. And then we have No Mercy, and then Halloween Havoc. Damn. Yeah. We get that extra long build Havoc. Which I think we all wanted, right? That's well, sure. guys. No, I'm, I'm guys. You. I'd rather watch the WWE pay-per-views than the WF ones. There's a new sting coming. I don't know why we have to wait a month and a half. I hope it's emo. If it's not a surface thing, then I'm out. I hope it's emo. 
Emo surfer sting. I hope he's like singing. Emo surfer sting. I like hope he's singing like dashboard he has, confessional. He has blonde, the blonde spike hair, but he's singing fucking Panic in the Disco song. But he has like he has blonde frost tips with the thing, like blonde hair, but like half of it's one like one side's covering his eye. He still has the crow paint on half of his face, but it's like there's like black tears coming from his eyes, and he's got a Walkman that he carries to the ring where he listens to dashboard confessional. He skateboards. Yeah, before the match starts. There it is. Let's do it. So, coming here next week on the pay-per-view war stories is we're doing back-to-back weeks. As next week we'll be talking about Unforgiven, as or, as we call it, yeah, the the uh, the Stone Cold uh, uh, Steve Austin return. I'll just wait until SmackDown. Jesus fucking Christ. Yep. What you listen to the midweek. So, this brings us into this pay-per-view war stories. As I said before, we're moving on to next week's pay-per-view war stories. Unforgiven. But you can go to NoSellEntertainment.com. That's right, NoSellEntertainment.com, where you can find all of our blogs, all of our podcasts, everything that we do for you. You can find us on all the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram. You can also find all of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Oh, you're not doing it? Okay. Baby! Thank you. And like always, Just you, for Corey. <laughs> as he shrugs... But you also have to remember, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. 